0: Hey, what's up, guys? On the Gaming and Entertainment edition of My Take Radio, we're gonna break down some DLC news for the week. Slick shares his gripes about GTA. A police officer gets the boot after falling for some trolling. On the entertainment side, we are gonna get into the Star Wars spinoff, Frozen 2, and a ton of other entertainment news as well, including some suicide squad casting news. My Take Radio episode 280, the Gaming and Entertainment edition starts right now. up guys, my take radio episode 280 presented by RageWorks broadcasting live on Thursday, March 12th, 2015. I'm your host Rich and our call number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call number is 347-324-3541. For those of you tuning in for the first time, My Take Radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, gaming, and entertainment. MTR is definitely rated M for Mature due to strong language. So as always, listener and viewer discretion is advised. All right. So for those of you that didn't check out uh, the MMA edition of the show, we made a couple of announcements that I do want to uh, repeat for this week. Uh, Dark Helmet is telling me that there is a purple box instead of any video. Interesting. Maybe switch to another player, Dark Helmet. Let me know how that goes. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, we made some announcements during last night's show, Wednesday night show, uh, depending on when you listen to this. And uh, first thing I want to get into is we are beta testing the forums and we kind of have a service that we're going to use, but it's definitely slowing down the site. So we've been talking with the developers of this particular forum to see if it's something on our end or on theirs. And we're working on it, trying to get some stuff squared away. And if all goes according to plan, I'm going to reach out to a couple of you guys to do some beta testing with us so that we can see if it's ready for public consumption. And on top of that, to make any improvements needed to give you guys the best forum experience possible. So, um, like I said, we are waiting to hear back from the devs and we'll see what the deal is with that. The other thing I talked about yesterday. um, Hmm. Slick just told me that all streams are purple. Weird. Let me send a communique to our friends at GFQ. Let's see what they say. Thank you guys for the heads up. Dark Helmet, Slick, much appreciated. Anyway, as I was saying, we did want to revisit the uh, the whole Patreon situation. We discussed that Um yesterday and of course we're going to share that with you guys for those that don't follow MMA or pro wrestling which doing the show twice a week I'm starting to get more people are uh, reaching out and actually being grateful that we're doing the show twice a week that allows them to tune in for the segments that work for them again for me personally I, I feel that doing it twice a week is uh, is great for our workflow it's great for getting content out and most importantly which is why I'm mentioning this with regards to Patreon, a couple of you have reached out and asked what it would take to do my take radio, um, five days a week. And you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts involved, obviously work, uh, scheduling, figuring out what topics to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're all factors that are at play when it comes to getting a live, shows every, every week, you know, five days a week. So with that said, I actually came across a a podcast and I don't promote podcasts too often. Um, but for those of you that are fellow podcasters looking to jump into something, I definitely got to give a shout out to, I am the real Brian and his, uh, profit cash show, because they actually break down monetization strategies and things you can do to, uh, obviously make, make your podcast, uh, generate revenue. So, We do we do generate revenue with our advertisers and stuff, but we do have to take things to another level, and in order to do that, we want to put it in the hands of you guys, the listeners and the viewers. And as such, we are revisiting the whole Patreon campaign, which we had implemented initially to with mixed results. Um, The only thing that came out of it, obviously, we got some support from uh, our good friend and longtime listener Javon Lewis who supports the show in all forms. Definitely a big thanks to him for his pa- patron contributions. But we're revisiting it, and we want to do it a little differently. Meaning, usually, we set up different tiers with Patreon, and those tiers were set up with um, $1 an episode or $5 an episode donations. And those tiers, once they were set up, would allow you guys to get different perks, different benefits. Uh, the one dollar tier, of course, got you um, an on-air mention, an on-air thank you. Uh, the five dollar tier got you a patron's credit on our video shows, and you know it was off to a to a promising start. But I, you know, after listening to ProfitCast and kind of exchanging some messages with uh, the real Brian, who hosts the show, I realized that the approach that we were using just wasn't the right approach. And with that, like I said, we're going to revisit Patreon and we're going to give you guys an opportunity to really have some direct involvement. And the way I'm going to do it is, yeah, there's going to be some reward tiers and we're going to set some of those up. But the bigger goal is to set milestones, meaning um, if we, you know, if we raise uh, for an example, if we raise two hundred dollars an episode, uh, we will, you know, do all of our content in HD and patrons who get special bonus episodes exclusive to them and you know if we raise I don't know the, the hypothetical you raise a thousand dollars an episode um, that's four episodes a month it's four grand obviously that'll allow us to you know expand our equipment do some stuff on location maybe cover some additional events things like that um those those type of things are the kind of things we want to do. Because at the end of the day, for you guys, with you guys being involved, it actually sets the course on how the show is gonna pan out. And um like I said, we we went from one show a week to two shows a week by splitting the show. And you know, it'd be cool if we could do, you know, four days or five and just give each dedicated topic its own show. I mean, Rageworks and all the shows that we're doing under the RageWorks banner are just growing exponentially. Uh, between Black is the New Black, which is uh, has a new episode on its way this weekend. Of course, MTR, all our other ancillary shows that we do, the Buried Show, uh, VGN, which just joined us. You know, we want to give you guys a complete experience, but those complete experiences, like anything else, you know, you gotta you gotta put your support there somewhere. And you know, we have our T-shirts, we got all that stuff. We have our affiliates and our advertisers and you guys again do a great job with that and we're grateful but we do want to we want to take this to the next level and give you guys the best experience possible so over the coming weeks we're going to uh, record brand new patreon video walking you guys through the process and we're going to reach out to all of you via social media as best as we can and gauge what kind of rewards you would like whether it's you know on-air mentions uh, credits DVDs with episodes of the show or flash drives with episodes of the show, uh, things of that, things of that nature. And we're going to try and set that up. And like I said, if we are able to raise enough, uh, have enough patrons to raise uh, a good amount of money, we'll be able to do some amazing, amazing stuff, you know, HD video, like consistent HD video, 1080p. Uh, maybe we'll get a Roku app, get some stuff like that set up. And, um, you know, we'll be able to get that. We'll be able to get that up and running again. We're going to be doing this and rolling it out slowly over the next couple of weeks. And like I said, I'm going to be picking the the brain of, uh, of some of our longtime listeners to see what kind of reward tiers would get their attention. And, um, you know what they would like to see for the show as a whole. So there you have it with regards to that. Those are the only real big housekeeping items I did want to discuss. Um, for this week's gaming segment, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We got uh, PlayStation's very, very impressive numbers, uh, the rollout of system updates. Slick wants to share his thoughts on Batman Arkham Knight's M rating. We, we mentioned that on air last night. In addition to that, we're also going to get into a ton of entertainment news. I know a lot of you guys want to call in and um, share your thoughts as well. I've been getting communiques that uh, there's issues with the video. But if there are, rest assured that we are still recording video on this end. And the video for that will always be available on our two YouTube channels, uh, My Take Radio TV and official Rageworks. But you can always listen live via the Mixler feed on mtrlive.com as well. Or you can call the call in number 347-324-3541 and not press option one. And you can listen to the show that way as well. But the chat room is open and our audio feed is running smoothly. So we're still going to be able to do what we got to do with regards to that. One thing I did want to discuss before I get into um, the gaming segment for this week is uh, something with regards to the Amiibos. And um, basically, I kind of jumped into the the amiibo monetization so to speak and um i'm gonna let you guys know my results of that during the show just so you guys know what the deal is but um it was it was an interesting experience for a couple of reasons and like i said we will get into that also before i forget we got some suicide squad news which i want to get into on the entertainment side of things again our caller number three four seven three two four three five four one if you want to participate in tonight's show or feel free to contribute in the chat as always I try to engage with you guys there mtrlive.com is the URL for that so let's get this ball rolling let's talk gaming shall we <music> All right so last week we were talking about uh special releases for Nintendo Amiibos uh they were going to do a gold and a silver Mario which were going to be exclusive to Walmart. Um, for all of you that were excited and looking forward to it, uh, in the words of Bad News Barrett, I'm afraid I've got some bad news because there have been a lot of different news sites reporting that those Amiibos will be delayed. Not only that, but the use it well, the purchasing of them will be limited to one per customer on a first come first serve basis. Which leads me to. What I mentioned before the segment started that um, that I went and I I was shopping for a special edition Starscream in Toys R Us this past weekend, which was marked down. And after much buyer's remorse, I opted to not buy it. Um, Slick uh, just sent me a GameSpot article that says that they're not delayed. I don't know. There's a there was a sign in Walmart today that they were delayed until the first week of April but I'm assuming that may be due to location. Slick, thank you for the link. Um, as I said, I was going to go in there and buy a special Starscream that that came out. Uh, it was the Year of the Horse Starscream. They had marked it down. And while I was there and walking through the store, buyer's remorse uh, kind of sunk in, and I decided not to, um, not to pick it up. So I didn't pick it up. Instead, I walked into the gaming section just to see what they had, and um, a guy was unpacking, some amiibo figures and you know i i looked at some of the ones that were there and as he was taking them out i noticed that Mega Man was in there and there was only one per case now being a long time action figure connoisseur um long long ver- well versed in you know marvel legends one per case and countless other figures during the really, really aggressive action figure collecting days, I knew that one per case usually was uh, a pretty good indicator that it was a rare or a chase figure. So, you know, I started having a conversation with the guy in Toys R Us, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, Mega Man is usually one out of every, every handful of cases. Sonic usually is one out of every three. And then, you know, a lot of people are going crazy for X and Y and Z. So what I ended up doing was I went... On my phone, and I pulled up just the eBay listings to see what these figures were ending for. So, you know, Mega Man was ending between 50 and 60 bucks. Sonic was ending between 30 and 50. Uh, Toon Link was up there, and so was Sheik from uh, Legend of Zelda, from Link. Um, Excuse me, from uh, Legend of from the Legend of Zelda series. So, I opted to buy all four figures, and um, I put them on eBay. So. As luck would have it, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be greedy. I mean, I saw people selling them for 75 bucks. I saw some, all four in a bundle went for 150. So I kept it modest at about 50 bucks a figure. And after relisting them, um, I usually list for three days. So after relisting them uh, a second time, they all sold 50 bucks a pop. So I took a what was basically a um, $48 investment, and essentially, minus shipping and and packaging costs, I doubled my money with that. Again, results may vary for everyone, and I'm sure that many many of you uh, frown upon that. And uh, I hate to say it, and it's gonna come crass. But I don't really give a fuck. Uh, primarily because, like anything else, everything is about supply and demand. And if you can make if you can make your money, make it. If people are gonna pay it, so do it. It's like anything else and any other free market. But the thing that got me was that when I relisted, I believe it was Sheik, I had actually added the option to accept offers. And there were people that were offering more than what I had the figure listed for. But those people were international bidders uh, outside of the U.S. that were just trying to collect the figures. It was just a very, very interesting uh, subculture, so to speak, of... Of collectors that were reaching out for some of these figures now these gold and silver variants obviously fall into that nintendo cash grab much like the the um limited you know the the limited runs of certain figures you know the we fit trainer and certain other ones that were released in limited supply like i said earlier on as someone versed in in action figure collecting especially during the old marvel legends era it's one of those things where you got to jump in when the fire's hot. I remember at one point there was an unmasked Wolverine variant that went usually for at least five or 600 bucks. That one was one in every 12, 10 to 12 cases, depending on which retailer you went to. And what ended up happening was the retailer, the reseller market pretty much just kept jacking up the price, jacking up the price until uh, Marvel pretty much stuck it to everybody and released that figure as a common so all those guys that had these figures on ebay for five six hundred seven hundred dollars a clip just saw their their margins get cut pretty much down to the point where they had to sell them at retail Um, again a very interesting experience and i didn't realize that the amiibo collecting subculture was so deep but nonetheless for those of you that are that have the gold and silver variants on your radar either for reselling or collecting purposes um, definitely check your local Walmarts. Um, according to the article that Slick sent me, uh, March 20th is still the target date. But again, make sure to check your local Walmarts and see because many of the other news outlets are reporting that they were going to be delayed, I believe until April 9th, till about April 9th or April 10th. So again, check your local Walmarts and see what the deal is if you really are interested in picking one up. And remember that results may vary. All right, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is really, for, for, it's, been a, it's been a while since we've done this, some what the fuck gaming news. Now, Kotaku put out an article, and I couldn't believe it when I read it, about a police officer, a Jackson County Sheriff's Department officer that was fired because he was filmed making threats against an opponent during a round of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Uh, This former deputy, Michael Slater, got into an argument with another gamer known as David, who was making a quote-unquote trolling video. The argument quickly escalated to the point where Slater can be heard giving his home address to the man so that they can presumably throw down and, and, you know, settle their differences with good old fisticuffs. Anyway, during that exchange, Slater can be heard saying, you're about to come to a fucking paid police officer's house. I get paid to beat up niggas like you. That's what was said. He even gave out his badge number as, uh, as proof of identity, which is ridiculous on, uh, in every sense of the word. Um, The spokesperson for the sheriff's office did confirm to Ars Technica that indeed Slater was making the threats on video and was terminated immediately after the sheriff became aware of the video. Number one... You don't know who's videotaping or streaming anything. Number two, threatening people on the Internet is worthless. You know, when you threaten someone on the Internet, when you're able to recognize them and see them in a social setting to back up that threat. I'm not going to lie. Once, once or twice, I've had to, you know, threaten, threaten a a, a person on the Web. But I made sure that I had their address (laughs) so that I can get in my car, drive to said address and punch them in the face. I, I am, I am a bit of a nut job like that, but I'm not going to go and, you know, especially with gaming, it's, you know, gaming tests your patience. And I, you know, I've played my fair share of games where you get the occasional message where, you know, fuck you, you're, you're a spammer, whatever the case is. And you pretty much go about your business. It's almost par for the course. Occasionally, you know, your, your patience and your pride sometimes get in the way and you got to do shit like that. But for a guy who's in a position of law enforcement to do something like that and give out his badge number is just ridiculous For number one because you're giving out your badge number and threatening to fight somebody who you know damn well is not gonna come to your house and punch you in the face you know it's not gonna happen number two you're dropping you know you're you're, you're dropping hit whether it's slang or not you're, you're dropping the N bomb on, on, on a stream. And again, whether it's, it was used in, in slang vernacular or not, you're, you're an officer of the law. This is what happens. You know, these are the things that, these are the things that go down. And again, it's very easy to, to make gaming the scapegoat in this situation. But again, decorum, you know, you're an officer of the law, you know, the deal. And if you're a gamer, you definitely know the deal. It's par for the course. Sometimes you gotta take you gotta take a rib online, and you know I feel bad for a lot of female gamers that I you know they always have to deal with certain things too. But like I said, someone as a in a position of authority needs to fucking chill, especially when you're giving out your badge number. For those of you interested in checking out the video, you can find it on Kotaku, Ars Technica has it up, and a couple of sites as well. Um, it's it's just it's just insane, you know. It it really is insane. That this guy went to that that extreme and gave out his badge number. So there you go. Now you get to be unemployed for being trolled on the internet. Nice work. All right. So Slick has some input and some insight he'd like to share with regards to Batman: Arkham Knight's M rating. I'm actually going to bring him on board for that. Um, he also wants to share some insight on GTA 5. I know Dark Helmet was also interested in calling in with regards to that. So let me bring Slick in first, and then we will take it from there. Dark Helmet, if you are calling in, just let me know in the chat so we can get you queued up as well. Slick, what's going on, dude? What's up, man? <clears throat> Welcome to the party, my friend. So, Arkham Knight, what's going on with the M rating?
2: I don't know. I really think that the ESRB is, is like really feeling themselves right now because Rocksteady... They, they've gone on record to say that in making, <clears throat> excuse me, Arkham Knight, you know, aside from telling the news, a new story, they didn't do anything different from what they've done with Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So they basically were expecting a team rating and the M rating I'm based upon them saying that I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to have any excessive violence above and beyond what we've seen in previous Batman games. Because, I mean, what we have seen is proper for what goes on in the Batman series. Okay. I'm thinking that it it, it has to do with language. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of people, and we talked about this back when Arkham City came out. Right. A lot of people complained about the overuse of the word bitch in Arkham City, which my response to that is, let me see. You have basically Arkham City was a giant prison. So everybody other than Batman and Catwoman that you saw in there was essentially a prisoner.
0: That's correct. You That's
2: have correct. a chick walking around in freaking bondage gear with, you know, a body to die for, basically. They, they, they want to do one of two things, rape her or raper, and she's kicking the shit out of them. What do you think they're going to call her?
0: I, un- I understand, and I, and I want to kind of dig into that a little bit. Basically, the ESRB is doing doing their job but to a degree they're doing their job a little too well but in the interest in the interest of being uh, fair across the board you also have to take into consideration that batman is a character that's universally recognized by both young and old gamers and by rating the rate the game teen the the portal of entry for someone younger than than the allocated teen age is definitely wider. And the reason I say this is because think about it. Games are rated T for teen all the time, and kids that aren't teenagers can buy them just as easily as gamers, you know, gamers that are teenagers. There's no legitimate policing there. And again, I I understand I understand the the logistics, I do. And I do think that yeah, you know, it's a little it's a little more overblown than that, but I'm also looking at like I said, on the flip side trying to be uh, fair to both parties. On the flip side, you know, you, you know, if you're saying bitch or you know, you're you have a red light district with live nude girls or stuff like that which you're going to see in the game or if terrorists are shooting civilians which is something that they said was going to be shown or there's acts of torture, things like that, you know, you have to kind of make people aware of that and it does change things a bit. That's not to say that in other games there weren't Uh, scenes of torture because there were we know that for a fact but you know i think the esrb is just doing their job a little more thorough than they should because there's like i said there's a different portal of entry you know game companies well let me rephrase uh gaming retailers both big box and mom and pop and even middle of the road retailers aren't really as aggressive in checking a t-rated game you know this as well as I do. But M rated games. you're
2: not required to.
0: Exactly. M rated games raise that red flag and actually make the retailer want to work because at that point, the retailer's not going to get in trouble. It's essentially what happens with the line between PG 13 and R. Same deal. Because how many PG 13 movies are there out there where the kids are younger than 13 and are there without, you know, their parents? Happens all the time. How many R rated movies are there where the parents buy the tickets and let their kids go in to watch the movie and and that and go about their business? The problem is that we are forced to police and I've talked about this before, poor life decisions. That's what it is. What it, go ahead. I was saying what
2: it really boils down to again is something that we mentioned multiple times on the show is what i like to call the pussification of america absolutely what used to be what used to be part of the course is suddenly taboo again it's like right. we we spoke about this last night with with some um, WWE right stone cold used to come out every night and freaking flip off everybody correct now you can't do that right suddenly you can't do that anymore and what i'm i'm thinking that's why i said i don't think the game's going to be especially violent or anything. It's probably going to boil down to the language again. What used to be a team rating for Arkham City is now garnering an M rating just because, especially, you know, gaming gets a bad rap, and they they do whatever they can to, quote-unquote, punish, you know, gaming in that sense. But what they ultimately want to accomplish is going to backfire because, as we've seen with grand theft auto and many other games you give a game an m rating and anybody in the chat who's played online this grand theft auto will see you seem to get more children
0: right that m rating this is this is the gag dude the m rating is a target that screams buy this game that's all it is it is a it is a bona fide target to buy this game. And I'll be honest, even even going into a medium like television, the 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 acceptance of certain words on TV, uh certain things are more accepted now to a degree and they fall in lines on you know in, in the in the PG-13 category or you know TV-14 depending on what you're watching versus, you know, TV-MA, TV-17, whatever the case may be. Think about it. Remember and and you you may remember this. Remember when NYPD blue showed an ass on TV for the first time? It was
2: the the talk of the town for like a month.
0: Thank you. And and remember, once that happened, you know, talking about ass or showing an ass on TV or even reserve, even you know referring to um you know body parts and things like that started becoming more commonplace. I mean, you watch an episode of law and order, you know, uh, uh, special victims unit or whatever the case may be, or, uh, you know, so, uh, something like that. There's more of that going on. It's all about pushing that envelope with gaming. It's a little different because one game, they may say shit one time and it may get a T, but if shit is said four times, it may get, you know, an MA or, uh, you know, if you're going to rate, if you're going to rate a game, here's a good example. Look at Call of Duty. You're shooting terrorists, shooting them in the head in the in the body parts. And, and, and you know, the games have a, a pretty, pretty decent rating, but they're still selling. They still depict explicit forms of violence. Again, this is just a matter of, of you're taking a game that's recognized across the board with a character that pretty much touches demographics, both young and old. And you're trying to cover your ass. That's all it is, and yes, it it, it is a little. It, again, it is a little bit of a pussy move. It, it it does fall in line with that, but you know what? I'd rather they be thorough, and I'd rather go through the hassle of just showing my ID once, than some twelve-year-old kid getting their hands on it and their parents walking in and seeing some guy get tortured on an operating table and then complaining, uh, you know, on a mommy blog. I'd rather take the sacrifice. You know what I'm saying?
2: See, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you there. The only problem is the flip side of that is that you don't have a 12 year old getting their hands on it, and mom and dad walk in surprised to to see some, you know, basically a game showing torture porn. The problem is mom and dad buy that game for the kids.
0: Of course, and that's just about that's just about lack of education on the parent. But you know what? There's a couple of guys in the chat that our parents hell I'm I'm a, I'm an insta dad myself and our generation is well versed in this shit so when when the, when our generation has kids they they're, they're going to know what the deal is but the generation before us you think they they give a shit you think they 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 look at that ESRB poster that is essentially the size of this notepad that they put in a GameStop think about it think about the ESRB poster you see at a local gaming retailer And how it looks. It's not prevalent. It's not really big. Hell, even when you go to the movies, you have to look and it's usually under the marquee. And it's small to get a full understanding of what the rating system is. The rating system is not put out there front and center for parents. It's not something that they're forced to recognize. The only time that they're going to recognize it is when they get to the register and they get asked, hey, is this game for you? Oh, yeah, I'm buying it for my son. All right. And you let them know. And I've seen a couple of retailers. I'm not going to lie. I've seen a couple of retailers and even a couple of GameStops. As much as I give them shit where the parent is buying the game and and a good employee, you'll say, hey, you know, this game might be a little rough for, you know, your son or daughter with the person there. And the parent will be like, why? Well, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they still go through with the purchase anyway. And at that point, dude, you just got to throw your hands up and say, well, I warned them. Yeah.
2: And in that case, the, the, the retailers are doing it. I'm not blaming the retailers. No, no,
0: no. I, I got like you.
2: Like you said, it's like Call of Duty made a billion dollars. Yep. To make a billion dollars, a bunch of those people are, are underage. And you know it. it. It really boils down to what I always come back to saying is that reading is fundamental and people in general don't fucking read. Right. I mean, I can't go into details, obviously, because I can't talk about my daytime job here, but it's like I get calls all the time with
0: people say, why did this happen? Right. And I'm like, do you have your bill with you? Yep. It's right there. Well, I'm going to give an example. When, when, I, when I started in college, we had to take an intro to communications course, and it was just an introduction to college and, and the college life, etc. And the professor said, I'm going to give you guys a test. And he said, read the test all the way through. And we all took the test. He walked around the room and like three people didn't fail it. I failed. I failed it immediately. And he goes, you want to know why all of you guys failed? And he goes, let's read through them together. Question one. What is today's date? Write the date. Question two. What's your name? Question three. What time is it? Question four. Make sure you stop at question three. That was question four. Question four was, did you stop at question three? And that's what happened. And all of us, we did the entire test and we're all feeling ourselves. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, this was was an easy test. He goes, really? And and we read through it and everybody failed because we just went through the motions instead of stopping to absorb the information. This is the same thing with the rating system. It's the same thing, and like I said, even the rating system is selective. I mean, there's movies that get rated R that originally are that were originally going to get an NC-17 rating, but they end up cutting one nude scene out to get that rating. Sometimes it takes one nude scene that shows, you know, too much boob or too much lower lower genitalia, and they gotta cut it out or edit it a certain way, and then before you know it, boom, R rating. It is subjective. They may do another Batman game two years from now that may be rated T again. You
2: never know. I mean, I'm just glad they, don't, they didn't go back and try to, to edit the game to get the T rating. No,
0: because at that point, they're like, the game is done. It is what it is. But like I said, that M rating, dude, is a bullseye. It is a bona fide, please buy me. You know what the, what the M rating <laughs> is? Rated M for many copies will be sold.
2: In gaming, it's like it, it's kind of a gold mine. Cause yep. Then the, the kids that aren't supposed to play it want to play it even more.
0: Yep. The most taboo like, things. I,
2: I, I laughed at the parents that suddenly were complaining when Grand Theft Auto Five originally came out. And they're like, "Oh my god, in this scene with someone having anal sex?" I'm like, "Yep." And your dumbass bought the game for
0: that child. That's correct. And the best part is, even under the rating, there are some. There are some little things there, rated M for Mature, and then it'll say, you know, shows graphic violence or sexual situations. You know that. The shit's there. The the, the stuff is there. And, again, lack of reading. Or they only see the M, and they're like, ah, it's probably just people getting shot. No, not necessarily. Dude, this is the back of Grand Theft Auto V. I'm
2: looking at it. Mature, 17+, and it's a list. Intense doom, violence, blood yeah, and gore, nudity, mature mm-hmm. humor, strong
0: language, strong sexual content, thank you. and use of drugs and yep. alcohol. There you go. That alone, that alone validates that rating. And you see how you just read that list? What did it take you? Maybe, maybe a minute, maybe less, to read that and realize, holy shit, this game got a lot going on. This is not for my five-year-old. Thank you. This isn't for my nine-year-old or my 12-year-old. And again, that's all about raising kids. I remember I watched a movie, one of the first horror movies I saw. I don't even remember the name of it. All I remember was that there was a, a lady who had a, who had a slice on her abdomen and a giant scarab was crawling out of it, and she was naked. Oh, you remember that she was naked? Uh, of course I remember that. Hello? But what I'm what I'm saying is that, you know, as I got as as I got older and and more stuff was on TV, you know, again, my mother be like, listen, you know, I'm hearing a lot of cursing on what you're watching. If I hear one word out of your mouth, you're going to school with your jaw wired shut. Wasn't even a game, dude. Old school Puerto Rican ass whoopings. I was a badass little kid when I was younger. But again, there were there was decorum, you know, like everybody policed what I did either inadvertently or, 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 or blatantly because sometimes my mother would let me rock just for the sake of letting me rock until I tried to pull some slick shit and I'd get slapped right in the back of the head.
2: That's a big, young
0: you know, yep. All the time. Again, this is how parenting works, but I'm glad that you read exactly why GTA is rated M. I'm glad you read it because people, are stupid now. And when Batman and Arkham Knight comes out, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out too. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd give anything for when the box art, if it, or if the box art is readily available at some point, definitely let us revisit that just so that, um, you know, we can, we can discuss that on air for, for shits and giggles.
2: Absolutely.
0: Your, um, your other issue, which I know dark helmet wanted to get involved in. I think he left the chat, but I'm sure he'll be back, uh, momentarily was uh, GTA. Um, We all know GTA's online mode is uh, (laughs) loved and hated by many. So what is the latest in the world of GTA Online that is grinding your gears?
2: Well, the the running joke of Grand Theft Auto V since its release was online heists are coming. Right. Uh, As of this Tuesday, online heists are finally here. Right. It finally came out. Now the only joke left is Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out for PC at some point. At some point. The problem is that online hikes are here, and everybody wants to play it, and people are having trouble playing it because once again, the servers aren't handling the load. Right. It's like Bob is saying the disconnection rate.
0: It's here's here's the thing, dude. GTA has been out how long now? Roughly. Uh, close to a year and a half. Okay. So in a year and a half, they're still improving the game, and think about this, in a year and a half, there's still that many people playing it. The only problem is that they probably assume that some of the fandom is going to taper off, so we're going to release this update and it'll be okay because the scales will be balanced. And the answer to that is bullshit! (laughs) Well, like I've always said, except for,
2: like, let's say the people for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and at some point, PC players, people can't complain, but so much about the problems with the system because with all of those updates that have come out over that year and roughly six months now, right? Aside from when they they bought the initial discs for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, they have spent a grand total of zero dollars,
0: right? And that, all of this
2: content has been free.
0: Well, that's that's the other thing too. It's like when it's paid. We have a right to complain when it's free. Yes, we can complain. And again, we can complain about everything and anything. But when things are free, you have again, you have to take the good with the bad. It's like um, a good example. Yeah, uh, YouTube. YouTube is a service that will gladly let us upload every video we feel like uploading, including videos of cats dancing and people nearly getting eaten by fish and people fighting in a supermarket, every video possible makes its way up there. But the minute you decide, hey, I'm going to use three minutes of a song, and YouTube pulls your video, and they cite copyright, and you go, yeah, but it's not like I'm making money off of it. Again, you are using someone's service. They have rules. Whatever those rules may be. Just because the shit is free doesn't mean that there aren't rules for that. There are absolutely a ton of rules and that's what happens. Even if you're paying for it even if you're paying, for, if you're
2: it. paying for it you couldn't complain because usually when you gotta pay for something there's that little thing called terms of service that you agree to but no one ever reads. yep and when you click that it doesn't matter if you read it or not you agree to it
0: and with gta you're getting all these updates and people are exploiting them which you you've gone to great lengths to 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 educate our listeners on and, and you know, people are going to exploit the system. But, like anything else, yes, the online may or may not work. But, gee, it, it, Rockstar already won because they got your money. There you go. Even if the shit works, it, even if it's like like Sex Panther from Anchorman where it works 50% of the time all the time. <laughs> the same thing. It's like you got an online heist in. Be glad you got that. Because you didn't ask to. Exactly. Because
2: you said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not even gonna bother
0: anymore. Well, no. What I'm saying is the online heist, they enabled the mode. If you got to play one game in, you, th- then you should be happy. You know, it's like, hey, you wanted online heist? You played one, right? <laughs> you played one. Yeah, but I wanted to play it every day. Well, you played one, right? One, One every week isn't bad. <laughs> Why don't you try some more single player? <laughs> Yeah, that's...
2: There's, there's two heists in single player.
0: There you go. Why don't you try some single player? That's a, I would make that the the note, like, or, hey, servers are down. Why don't you try going outside for a walk? Wow. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and Dark Helmet writes, that's how you lose repeat customers, though. And I'm going to tell you right now that that is bullshit. <laughs> It's complete bullshit. (laughs) That's how you lose customers. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, lots of customers are being lost, lots of them. I'm sure Rockstar is is losing their mind right now.
2: Oh my god!
0: Ah! 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 That's what's going on at Rockstar. That's better. Ah! 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 That's what's happening because you know you you. I'm gonna give you, you the perfect example. Rockstar puts
2: up that sign that says the servers are down. Why don't you go outside and have a walk and, and
0: take a walk? That's Dark it. Dark Helmet says,
2: "Fuck these guys. I'm never playing Grand Theft Auto again." Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out. Guess who's online line at GameStop?
0: Dark Helmet. Well, speaking, <laughs> and see, laughing because he knows the truth. Well, speaking speaking of Dark Helmet, we're 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 gonna get we're gonna get the take of of the man on the street, like like the news, and and Dark Helmet's actually on the line. And he's going to share his trials and tribulations from the online gaming experience. Because again, coming from you, it's a you know there's an asterisk there because you know you're 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 a, you're a staff member. But now we're going to the man on the street. So please don't have some decorum when you issue your statement, Dark Helmet. Unlike the news, Dark Helmet. Welcome to the party.
1: Well, hello. It's been a while. Holy shit.
0: So. Put this guy off. <laughs> with, with, the, with, the, with the latest update in GTA, you are clearly not happy. Please, enlighten us.
1: Oh, okay. Well, first of all, let's say you want to do a heist.
2: Okay. okay.
1: You, it, the, first, the first heist requires two people. After that, it requires, like, four. And, of course, everyone's trying to recruit people for the heist. No big deal. That's no big deal. The problem is the constant server crashes or the freezes or the boots that you get. Like, I'll try to get a four-person heist going, and I'll start it, and then I'll get Blob to join in. Okay, cool, we've got two people waiting on two more. And let's say two more show up. All right, great. Then I get myself all set up, and one of the people's connections just fails. Boom, everyone's booted. Just like that. Okay. Or even even earlier today, like Blob and I were trying to set up one of his heists, just one of the two person heists. And I could not connect to his at all for like easily two hours. It was, Okay, load in and I can't connect to you. Sign out of PSN, sign back in, see if that works. Can't connect. Can't connect. Oh. But, come on, what is with the servers? They've had plenty of time to get this ready. They have plenty of money to make sure their servers are good. They knew that when it was going to happen, they were going to get flooded. so what happens? All these issues okay I know it's only been it's been less than a week, but a lot of people are just tired of oh, I can't log log into it. I can't get anywhere with the heist
0: okay, well, let me let me. Put this in perspective for you. The heist came out what last week, this week, this past Tuesday, this past Tuesday, couple days ago. Okay, uh, allow me uh, uh, allow me to um, put this in a way that that you know doesn't make me sound like a complete bag of shit. But
2: well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news.
0: The shit came out Tuesday. It is fucking Thursday. It is only two days. Two and again the
1: prevention, son
0: uh, again i'm not i'm not i'm not I'm not trying to make it sound like you're being uh, entitled, but the shit came out Tuesday, <laughs> and yes, I understand that there's updates and yada 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 et cetera et cetera et cetera let get back to me by the end of next month and let me know if the shit is still broken because you're telling oh, me will, you're telling me shit is broken, and the shit's been out two days two, and the shit is free hey <laughs> if you've got time to
1: prepare for it there's no reason to screw it up on day one do
0: you fucking think that rockstar was prepared for anything do you think they fucking prepared they said hey are the servers working and it's just a fucking chimp pressing a button yep servers are good you ever seen that commercial where they where they show the, the computer talking about credit scores and it's just two computers it in an empty it. room that's what's happening it is an empty room with two fucking computers. Oh, somebody wants to get into online heist. Are you in the mood? No. Server connection failed. Go the fuck outside. That was about right. You know, and, and again here's a situation where you can really bitch
2: and piss and moan. Drive club.
0: Oh yeah, well a drive game club. Drive
2: club's fifty nine ninety nine. A game that you cannot play if you cannot connect to the internet.
0: Yep, that game if is the a paperweight. If servers
2: don't work, then you paid sixty
0: fucking dollars for a coaster. You got a right to bitch. Yep, sounds like for Destiny. Well, there you go. Yeah, but see with Destiny, Destiny, charges. Destiny charges for for the extra content. Right, like with Destiny, the the argument is there that yeah, you know, you pay for all that extra content. But you know what the problem is with Destiny? You People can bitch enough and you're forcing change. Because the devs are like, fuck, you know, we're charging people all this shit and blah, blah, blah. And we got to fix it. Rockstar's just like, oh, the shit doesn't work. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're like, oh, you know, 60 bucks later. Oh, you mad? That's okay. You'll forget about it in three years when GTA 6 comes out. I hate to say it, bro, and but you, you know I'm right. Know
2: you want to know what's really true about that? Shoot. Grand Theft Auto 4. Because Grand Theft Auto 4 had an online mode, too. Yep. It was pretty fucking terrible. Yep. It was nowhere <laughs> near as fun as the one in, in Grand Theft Auto 5. You, you hear Doc Henry, he's like, it did? Yes, it did. It <laughs> it I never played it, so I don't know. It still has, well, I don't know if it's the service, still, but it still has an online mode. And... By comparison to the 1 in 5, it sucked. Yep. But guess what? How much money did Grand Theft Auto 5 make before <laughs> the PS4 and Xbox One release?
0: Exactly. A lot. Mind you, mind you, they and were... How you much know,
2: money is it going to make next month when it comes out on PC?
0: A lot more. You mean in three months when it comes out on PC?
2: Sorry. A, it should
1: actually come
0: on PC, you know. You know. No, well, I, you know, both, both of you guys have a... a an absolute ridiculous amount of valid points. I have zero disagreements with any of you because both of you have legitimate gripes. Dark Helmet, as a gamer, as a member of the gaming public, wants to put his disc in the game, in the system, hit play, set up his heist, and go along his merry way. Obviously, a a litany of, of factors are prohibiting him from doing that, which, of course, leads to frustration. Meaning. If your buddy's connection is shit, the heist isn't gonna work. If the if the mouse running on the wheel inside Rockstar server room takes a lunch break, the server's not gonna work. If you decide to play the game saying, while somebody's man, streaming one of the Netflix problems
2: is that his his buddy's connection is shit.
0: Well I'm not saying any names. Well <laughs> But think about it. If if you if you decide to play the game and somebody decides, hey I'm gonna watch Netflix downstairs your connection's not going to work. There are a litany of factors at play that essentially all lead. It's like choose your own adventure. Hey, you flushed the toilet downstairs. Up, oh, your connection's not going to work. Oh, somebody rang the doorbell. Up, oh, your connection dropped out. Hey, you're too close to a cell phone or a cordless phone. Up, oh, fuck, your connection dropped out again. Again, again. you know, there, there's all these factors. There's all these different things that may or may not affect your experience. And again, you as John Q. Public are totally entitled to be annoyed by it because all you want to do is play the shit. And again, your gripe, totally valid. But does it need to be valid two days after the update came out? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, here's here's a different gripe that Slick has talked about, Blob mentioned in the chat, cheaters, hackers, all of the above. That's a legitimate gripe because motherfuckers are just gaming the system and guys are getting murked and robbed left and right. It's like, oh, you had $18 million that you saved up over the course of the game, and now you have a dollar. Good work. Oh, yeah. See, that's... that's...
1: I never told you about what blo- what Blob, Audie, and I caught. We caught a guy using a pistol that shoots rockets. I am not joking. His pistol shot rockets at incredibly high rates. We went... To passive mode, reported him to Rockstar, and ended up getting him banned. He was livid. But we had video that we took, we had all the necessary info, he was gone.
0: There you go. Well, think about yeah. that.
1: You, you, there were people, people who just um, activate their cheats where one minute you'll be just walking along and then all of a sudden you explode. You're like, why did I just die? I didn't even do anything. I was in passive mode. And People are just using, like, super bomb tricks. I'm like, you can't do anything when you're just constantly getting blown up.
0: Sounds, sounds like you can't do a lot of things when you're getting blown, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do, I, again, to, to, totally understandable, dude. Again, valid gripe. Your, your, your online heist gripe, while warranted, needs a little bit more time to simmer on the stove. That's all. Well, you're, you're again, not, not taking the wind out of your sails, not being, you know, a bad news brown man, even though I love to be that. But um, in, in all honesty, it's it's it, you got to let the shit simmer. You know, if if you'd come to me April, April 9th or April 10th, when we uh, April 8th or ninth when we do a show and you go shit still fucked up and be like, all right, you know, you're kind of in the right now. Two days after, bro, I can't I can't run with you like that. I can't. <laughs> But aside from that, aside from the online heist scenario or the the online heist situations, you're enjoying the game overall, yes? Yes. Yeah. So Rockstar wins, <laughs> right? We, we got document yes, it documented. You like the game. You paid the sixty. <laughs> That's it. Everything else at that point is a perk. Slick, you enjoyed the game, didn't you? Yes, sir. A game. There you go. You got your sixty dollars worth at this point. Yes, sir. There you go. Rockstar. Rockstar wins again. <laughs> that's just the way the shit works. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying this and I, I don't want people to li- that are listening to the show thinking that I'm doing this because I want to, you know, take the wind out of a guy like dark helmets, uh, take the wind out of his sails. Cause that's not my intention. But I, I as always, I try to uh, appreciate things from both sides, just as much as I can be the angry gamer on one side. I got to also look at the side of business from the other. And again, the shit's made a billion dollars. You're, you, you going on Reddit or Twitter or whatever, oh, the, the, the online heists don't work. They're going to be like, motherfucker, it's been two days. That's all. Give it, give it a couple of weeks. And again, if it's warranted, have at it, man. I will, I will fucking tell you to call in personally to share that story. 100%. Will do. Anything else you want to add, my friend? That's it for now,
1: but, uh, Slick, you need to get on PS3, so if we can get these heists going, you can experience it, too. There Unless you go. get a new console.
0: <laughs> Ouch. Damn. No love. Dark Helmet, as always, uh, I appreciate the support, and I thank you for calling in.
1: All right, man. Take it easy. All right,
0: brother. See ya. There you go, ladies and gents. Our very own long-time listener, Dark Helmet. Slick, while I have you here, I just want to go through the other gaming news of the week. Um... Microsoft is releasing a brand new update for Xbox one, which is going to add a whole bunch of features that should have been in there in the first place, but everyone is still excited about including the ability to take screenshots. Hooray.
2: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold
0: on. Yep. Uh huh.
2: And I, I'm asking this to Danny cause I know she has uh, an Xbox one. Yeah. Well, you too. Yes. The Xbox one
0: can't take screenshots. Dude. I never fucking took any fuck if I know. <laughs> I'm being dead ass It's like alright here's a screenshot Of me shooting someone in the face A like, fucking phone can take a screenshot Yeah but you know what it is dude no, I'm for... not talking about of a TV of itself No I I, I understand that One can? It couldn't but you know what it is For me again For me personally And I'm citing personal experience I I gave two shits less About it but clearly Many other people begged to differ in any event they are giving uh gamers the ability to take screenshots you're gonna do it using the uh the xbox button in addition to that they're also adding a uh, suggested friends list you know because if you don't really want to become friends with somebody let's just suggest them to you but sure um party chat also got two new icons letting users know if the party members are using the connect as a mic or if they're using a mic plugged into a controller Um, Of course, they also, in the last system update, you got the ability to set your own backgrounds. And they're also, um, with this update, they're allowing you to set the level of transparency for background images. In addition to that, Microsoft, of course, is going to give you control, more control over your privacy by allowing them to turn off the setting that allows anonymous data collection. (laughs) Thoughts?
2: I'm thinking my head to... This this is part of why I don't own an Xbox One right now, and I mean the main thing is just there are no games that I want. But it's like they 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 originally sold the console as this fantastic entertainment system, and I'm not I'm not down it. it is a fantastic entertainment system. Yes, sir. But when I hear Xbox, I don't care about fucking football and watching cable and shit. When I hear Xbox. I want to play some games. Right. And as far as my personal preference, right now it doesn't do that, and that's why I don't own one.
0: Okay. But I'll 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 look at it from this perspective. And again, this is this is just me. When it boils down to just playing games, do we need screenshots? Do we need the ability to stream? Do we need party chat? You know what I mean? Like not to say that, again, not to say that you're anywhere near remotely wrong. But again, it's like anything else. There's a lot of shit that, go, that we have to deal with in life that we don't need. I don't need a phone that'll show me cat videos. I need a phone that can dial for the fucking cops, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and can get a call. Do, do I need a phone with a 13 megapixel camera that can show me the veins in a butterfly's wings? No, don't need it. it I got it, but I don't need it. Do I need a console that I, that I can talk to and have a conversation with? No, don't need that shit either. I just need the shit to play games. Now, of course, cases can be made that each console has their detractors and and their pros and cons, but every update that comes out, and I'll give you an example. Sony got a new update that's coming out, and they're finally going to uh, uh, unleash their long-promised suspend and resume feature. Plus, they're going to allow for 60 frames per second support on remote play and share play. So... Again, you got all those features that are being that are being put in there, and you know, no. D- do you think people are jumping out of their skin looking for, uh, sixty frames per second? No, or resume and you know restart or resume? No, because you shut the shit off. You go and eat food. You come back. You turn the shit on, and you continue your game. And mind you, they had promised that feature. So again, each system. Has certain updates that they haven't they haven't delivered on that they're trying to deliver now.
2: Well, to answer one of the earlier questions, do I need my console to be, be able to take screenshots? Honestly, in this day and age, as long as I've been a gamer, yes, I do. Okay. Why? The the whole disbelief factor. I did such and such in a game. Man, no, you didn't. Uh, go look at your Facebook page.
0: Right, and that. Oh shit, you did. Right. And that and that that again has a has an has an interesting has a real world application, but at the end of the day, it's it, it, you're doing it because you want to prove a point that you're right. not not to say that that that's wrong, on the contrary. Look, I fucking dro- drove this car over a cliff through three flaming buildings and killed the boss. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, here's the screenshot. You, you know, it's for your own it's here's for your own yeah, there's, there's there's video, there's photo, there's audio. That's just an ego thing, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you showing a car being driven off a cliff through five burning buildings and killing the boss. Hey, I'd congratulate you if you pulled that off. But, again. But the it, thing is, just to, to cut you for a quick second,
2: like I said, as long as I've been a gamer, and I, I'm, I'm only saying these things, from my own personal perspective, of my course. own opinion, what I personally want in games. Gaming started in arcades, in arcade cabinets. What right. did every arcade cabinet have at the top of the screen in the middle?
0: What did it have? At the top of the screen in the middle. Um, The title? I don't know. <laughs> A high score, dude. Oh, well, yeah, but... Since the beginning, since his inception... Gaming has been about bragging rights. Oh yeah, that that well, that it's been about bragging rights to most. Because, dude, me personally, I just play the shit. But that again, personal preference. Like like you. Dude you do are you the, remember
2: the, the do you remember Strider?
0: Yes. Of course.
2: Not the member the the arcade game. Right. When that game was in arcades, I was one of two people in my you know, in my neighborhood that would put in a quarter and when I walked away from that game, the game was beaten. We would beat the game on long court, and we went back and forth, you know, getting the high score in that game. Right. And we would piss people off because nobody else got to play it because we would just stand there and so fucking play it all day. Right. Trying to beat it to the score. Okay. But it's like, why do you think, I mean, I, I, I say it myself, why do you think I'm a trophy
0: whore? It's about bragging rights. Oh, yeah, but that's what I was That's what I was going to say. You know, you you have, you know, a. A healthy a, a healthy amount of platinum trophies, and that just shows your 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 dedication to completing the game plus your 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 inner your inner desire to say, "Yo, peep this platinum trophy and that's great, and dude, I commend you for it. Me, play the shit, beat the shit, move on again, that's not taking anything away from you on the contrary, I wish I had that level of attention to want de- to to dedicate to a game but I don't and I make I make no qualms about it I how many how many times you're like oh did you did you get this trophy nope what'd you do with the game sold it <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that I, I beat the game as I, I saw credits and an ending unless there was a special ending I wanted to get or some extra shit beat it send it on its merry way let someone else enjoy it and that's it and that's what I mean like like in the old days there were no trophies. There were credits. Don't get me wrong. High score was nice, but when you beat Mario or you or you beat Super Mario Brothers two, and you realize that Mario dreamed the whole thing, you're like, "What the fuck did I just play?" Yeah, the high score was cool, but the end the end result that mattered was the ending. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I'm just saying exactly what you're saying. And that's again, but Beating that's for me. Was-
0: but the thing is,
2: and that that goes back to what I'm saying, before you could actually take a screenshot, unless you had a fucking camera handy, yep. there was always that dickhead that said, you ain't beat to the Mario Brothers too." Of course. You that... could describe the whole ending, like, somebody else showed you that.
0: Yep. Oh, absolutely. I remember when... People modded the Street Fighter arcade cabinets, or there was those really shitty versions of Street Fighter where you could throw two fireballs at a time. Or and, so you'd be up in the air and you just keep rising. Yep, or 17 sonic booms or whatever. I remember telling, uh, talking about it in, in class, and a kid was like, man, that's bullshit, man. You can't fucking do that. And I was just like, all right, let's walk to the pizzeria. You walk to the pizzeria after school, put the quarter in. Oh, look, two fireballs at a time. Point proven, but I just did it because it was within the realm of hey I can prove this. But I again totally understand, dude. But again, this is just the evolution of the culture. We are a sharing culture. You're talking to a motherfucker that takes pictures of his food. You know, we are a sharing culture. That's what that's what we are, and these these uh, capabilities are added because we are a sharing culture. Twenty years ago. 20 years ago, if you sat at your dinner table and took a picture of your food, so people would say you're out of your fucking mind. Unless you're, you know, a doctor or a dietitian or, you know, somebody who needs to know what they're eating, you were considered a whack job. Or if you were but one of those... Part of that was
2: because unless you were a food photographer, you were taking that picture with a fucking 35-millimeter camera. Right. And even if you were doing with a digital camera, it wasn't that damn small, and <laughs> it didn't belong at the dinner table. Right, right, I'm right. I'm actually not saying that cell phones do belong at the dinner table,
0: but they can be put away a lot more easily. Oh, yeah, of course. and and But I'm only saying that because, again, we are a sharing culture. I'll give you an example. I hate to be photographed. Hate it. Yes, I, I you know. Dude, I love... Have to force you. Yeah, I love... They either have to
2: force you or make it fun for you. Right. It's but, like
0: trying to get... It's just trying to get
2: DA on a
0: plane. There you go. But think about this. How many photos do I share on a consistent basis? You see what I'm saying? But why is that?
2: Because we made it fun
0: for you. Right. It's fun. It's accessible. (laughs) but, But here's the other part. It is a means of camaraderie and communication. If you go and you take a real cool screenshot and you share it on Twitter and people start engaging you on it, yeah, sharing that and and sharing that boast and that accomplishment, you know, that's the that's the residual goal. But getting communication, camaraderie, maybe people got questions, that that goes back to the social aspect. And that's what's happening with gaming. You know, everybody people ask me, what fun is it streaming a game and people are sitting there watching you play? The fun isn't in the stream. The fun is in the engagement. You get what I'm saying? People 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 that don't that aren't part of this culture don't understand that. It's the same thing if you ask a cosplayer, what do you get out of dressing up as X, Y, and Z? They're gonna tell you personal fulfillment, you know, being able to interact with fellow fans of X character. If you're a cosplayer who's really ahead of the curve, you know, maybe you go to children's hospitals and do stuff. You know, there's different things. There's different ways that you bring people together with whatever interest you have. And this applies to everything. Sneakers, action figures, movies. Why do you think Reddit is so popular? Because there's a subreddit for everything. I can go to Reddit and type in socks. And there is a subreddit about people that like to share pictures of the socks they wore because they're colorful or they have characters on them. Hell... I know one or two guys on Facebook that are actually participating in hashtag sock wars. It is three or four guys that every day put up a picture of their socks. And I know these guys. I know them. I know two of them through, you know, the show and and stuff like that. And one guy I know through, you know, a, a guy, a friend of a friend, you know, a guy that knows a guy. But dude, I see the pictures on Instagram and on Facebook of sock wars and Dude, you can look it up and you see all these people just showing pictures. Yo, this socks. Look, check out my Deadpool socks or, you know, check out my Batman socks or whatever. And people are, dude, 25 likes, 50 likes. Yo, those are dope. Where can I get those? Et cetera, et cetera. Think about it. It is socks. You put them on <laughs> your feet and they go in shoes. And no one, in essence, should see them unless you're wearing, you know, pants with, with a short break or high waters or shorts. You get what I'm saying? This is what what happens and these updates, yes, there's 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 legitimate gripes. Like I said, you could say, "Hey, I could take a screenshot of my phone, whatever." But the fact is that at the end of the day, it's all just means to an end to make the this all more social. And in a way, I mean, I get it. And in a way, the developers love it because think about it. You're just driving more interest to their game. There's a couple of of companies that love streamers because those streamers have gotten more eyes on their product than any advertising campaign that they paid for did.
2: Yeah. And, but that's, that's part of what I was getting at. Like I said, I, I can't, I can't say that I never do cause I do, but I try not to shit on things that I maybe don't have or don't want to get because I understand that there are people that do and. You know to each their own but the, the reason why i got that way when you said that the xbox one doesn't currently have the capability
0: because oh, they bragged because they let's bragged go the shitload let's
2: go back to this time last year around march last year <laughs> right infamous second son came out yep it wasn't available right when the game came out but shortly after they implemented a, a um a photo mode in the game. Right. And People could, I mean, because the share button obviously was already there because it was there from you know when from the jump. system came out. But people were able to; it, they didn't even need the share button. They just would pause the game, whatever was happening right there. They could manipulate that one screen right in umpteen numbers of ways with just this update that they put on the game. Right, and this this has nothing really even to do with PlayStation, even though this is playstation exclusive obviously but this had to had to do with sucker punch putting that feature in the game they basically gave you an u- update that said advertise for us
0: please. right no and, and 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 you're you're right dude listen i'm not i'm not putting it out there in the sense that i'm that i'm challenging you on your viewpoint on the contrary uh you know i i i, I, I'm, I I'm bringing this out and i'm and i'm creating the dialogue because there's many people again all about being social there's probably other people that feel just like you do and they're like yo what the fuck you know microsoft puts out the system they talk all this shit and the most rudimentary feature took fucking two years to be added you know what i mean and and it's true it, uh, it, if you look at it from that perspective it is 100 true that you're like listen this company talks all this shit they're leaders they're innovators they're ahead of the curve and the most and the most fundamental feature took two years to execute of course, dude, you could say that. And and that's what I again, I do a lot of this stuff for for those that that, you know, just aren't familiar because I want to broach the deeper side. It's easy for any of us to turn on uh, you know, pick up a phone or turn on a microphone and go this sucks. But I we try to get into why we think it sucks. And it's true. You're I, in regards to that, it's true. It's like, "Yo, it took y'all 2 years to figure that shit out. You guys are known for computer shit." Sony isn't, you know. They show themselves. You know, but but again, that's that's the that's the logistics. Again, I'm trying to look at you know you look at it from a from an everyman perspective. Do you know how many people I know that have iPhones and they go, how do people take those screenshots of their home screen? And I got to be like, home and power, really? That's it. No app, no. <laughs> you know, and 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 I have to realize not everybody's looking for shit like that but then one day hey I need that how do I get it to work and you know what I do
2: when that happens
0: what happened this thing called Google no there is but you know what happened but you gotta remember sometimes this is conversation like some people look at my at at, at me and I you know I use the note 4 and they're like how did you do that so fast and I'll just be like I pulled out the pen and I drew on it and I shared it oh
2: yeah but well that's specifically because it's the no for right
0: but but android phone might not be able to do that exactly but you gotta talk
2: even when you tell me how to do something i
0: might not get it completely and i still have to google it right but but you know what it is it's again the whole social aspect you see what i'm saying like it becomes a question of wow you got this device you spent eight hundred dollars on it and the only thing you do is talk and text on it at that point just buy a flip phone you get what i mean like like it, there, there's oh, al- it's always about form and function for everyone. It's like, it's like, and and this is going a little, a little off the rail a bit. You know, it's like the announcement of the Apple Watch. Hey, it reads all your vitals. It does this. It does that. It does this other thing. You can call Uber with it, and 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 you know, even even me, I'm like, really, you can call Uber from your watch? Who the fuck would do that? And then I thought about it, and I said. Maybe someone who, you know, just is able, doesn't have access to their hands at the moment, you know, or, 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 or someone that's, that's jogging or running or trying to do something and, and they want to feel cool and and talk to their watch, whatever the case may be, it's a feature and it's there. Is everyone going to use it? Nope. But somebody figured, Hey, it'd be cool if you could call a cab with your watch. All right. No problem. And that's what I mean. There's a lot of shit we don't need. We don't need watches that give us navigation or text messages or alerts, but they're out there. Hell, I'm I use a Moto 360. Love it to death. You know what I like to do? Share all the cool watch faces. Why? Because you can't do that <laughs> shit with a regular watch.
2: Absolutely.
0: That's it. You know, call it call it call it childish or whatever or what you know, you know, depending on who it is, but hey, I couldn't do that with a with a with a with a Rolex. It's like, yeah, that Rolex is ten G's or twenty five grand, but hey, can your watch throw fireballs? Nope. <laughs> can your watch have Baymax kicking a soccer ball while the time is being told? Nope. <laughs> Get dude, back to me. Get back yeah, to me when it does. Gets
2: that, that? My take radio is a big kids show.
0: Of course, dude. dude I'm,
2: I'm on. I'm on Facebook right now. I took a picture with Baymax today.
0: I know. I saw it, and and it and it put a huge smile on my face because you know that's how shit is. But um. Again, let me not let me not belabor that, and and go into the other news. So, Bethesda announced that they are releasing a prequel to Wolfenstein: The New Order, the brand new game. Uh, Wolfenstein: The Old Blood hits PS4, Xbox One, and PC on May fifth, and it will be available as a retail and a digital download. This will allow you to once again reprise the role, uh, rep- reprise the iconic role of BJ Blazkowicz, who many of us know from previous Wolfenstein games. Um, I think that Wolfenstein you know, the new order was surprisingly enjoyable and for them to kind of go back, go back and dip into, you know, the retro and bring BJ Blazkowicz into the fold is, is always cool. You know, I, I I love all the old school Wolfenstein games. So I think it's just going to be a a real fun game. The real question is going to be, is it going to be a full retail release with a $60 price tag, or is it going to be something that's lower cost either way? um it drops may 5th and uh once we get some more news we will definitely make sure to give you guys updates on that Did you play Wolfenstein at all? The new one? I I have
2: I I mean I I would definitely try it but I, I've never played it. The
0: other uh the other announcement with regards to DLC came from 2K Games. Uh we shared it on rageworks.net. It is the brand new NXT Arrival DLC pack. Uh, which came out this week, it's uh, 6 dollars if you have the season pass. I believe it's included with the season pass. You get JBL, Adam Rose, The Ascension, Connor and Victor, and Emma as part of that DLC pack. Uh, for those of you that have the season pass, you know what the deal is. If you don't have the season pass and want to pick that up, it is going to cost you 6.99. The other bit of DLC news is definitely going to make a lot of Xbox 360 and Xbox One uh, titanfall owners very happy but the dlc <laughs> the dlc that very angry or very angry depending on who you are uh, if you are like me and got titanfall for free it's it's no biggie but if you did pay the 60 dollars and you paid for the dlc you might be a little pissed off anyway they are giving the dlc away for free so if you have an xbox one or an xbox 360 and still have titanfall and were not forced to download it when you bought the system feel free to log into your system and download the DLC pack for the whopping price of $0. I
2: think that's Microsoft being a little bit pissed
0: that Titanfall 2 is not going to be a Microsoft exclusive. That is correct. And I'm glad you brought that up. But Titanfall 2 is going to be multi-platform and um, I knew it was coming. And the reason I say that is because you look at the Xbox one numbers for Titanfall and while they were good, it's like anything else, dude, greed Titanfall was never going to move the same amount of units as Halo did. It just did it just wasn't in the cards. Not to take anything away from Titanfall because it's a fun game, it just it's a different it's catering to a different audience. You would think that it would grab the Halo community immediately, but the only thing that grabs the Halo community is more Halo. So, with that said, they decided we're going to do one better and we're going to up the ante by releasing the game multi-platform i'm sure microsoft wasn't happy but you got to look at the big picture it's an ip that's you know pretty enjoyable and they want to reach a brand new audience so who can fault them for making that choice nobody
2: especially if they didn't make the numbers they wanted to
0: this is true on 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 the flip side you know with regards to to that and and titanfall 2 being released another and highly anticipated sequel that many of us thought we'd get our hands on this year has been delayed. That is Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. It has now been pushed to Spring 2016 instead of the original window of later this year. Personally, I have no problem with this because when you're doing a game of that magnitude, which I am sure is going to push the PS4 to, to areas that it has the system hasn't been pushed before, I'd rather they take their time and do it right than put out a game that is half-assed. Yes, we, we don't need a repeat of, of Second Son. We don't need a repeat of Second Son. We don't even need a repeat of Assassin's Creed Unity, which is a great example of that.
2: Yeah, that's a better example than Second Son, because the only problem with Second Son was <clears throat> really a lackluster um, gameplay.
0: Nope. The game itself is bad, but Unity is kind of fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) Unity was real fucked. Dude, it was so bad. You know that. It was so bad that they're like, oh, all that DLC we're going to charge you for, please just take it. Take it for free. Please. Please just take it. You know, and and that's what happens. On the flip side, uh, the last bit of DLC news I wanted to put out is that Evolve is getting two DLC map packs, and they're both going to be free of charge. The Broken Hill Mine and the Broken Hill Foundry are available on Xbox One. On March 31st, and will be available on PS4 and PC on April 30th. Both maps are available for Hunt, Nest, and Rescue modes, though you know, and through Skirmish, Custom Matches, and Evacuation Campaigns as well. So, a big week for DLC news. I gotta give a shout out to any of our listeners in China to let them know that PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita will finally be released in China on March 20th. uh, Sony confirmed this via Bloomberg. Uh, The systems are going to cost, the PlayStation 4 is going to be 2,899 yuan, which comes out to roughly $463 versus $399 here in the States. While the PlayStation Vita is going to be 1,299 yuan, which comes out to roughly $207. Uh, The PlayStation 4 controllers In China will run about 60 bucks. The system originally was supposed to debut in China January 11th, but, you know, a little over a year after its release. But the launch was delayed because of prolonged negotiations with the Chinese government. I just want to tell you guys that those of you that complain about all the quote unquote freedoms that America, you know, doesn't doesn't provide or doesn't deliver on or whatever the case may be, realize that an entire government did not let a demographic of gamers enjoy a new system because they wanted to make sure it did not potentially affect any of their quote-unquote government or propaganda. Crazy shit, right?
2: Dude, I would fucking Hulk smash through Tiananmen Square.
0: But, But you see how... But this is the kind of stuff we talk about. Like, you know, we 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 have fun here, and we talk about all the different things relating to gaming good, bad, and otherwise, but there are cultures and and gamers out there that can't even enjoy the benefits of a console without you know government approval so again, you know before you jump on uh, on your soapbox to complain about free dlc that's not delivering the goods three days after its release, I'm fucking with you dark helmet um <laughs> Realize that there is an entire country that can't enjoy what you're enjoying now because their government wants to make sure that it's okay for them to do so.
2: That's some bullshit.
0: Who are you telling? But you know that's why I said, and we have listeners in China, and I have the I have the I have the numbers to back that up. So I, I don't understand how they can figure out what I'm saying. But hey, more power to them. In any event, um, you guys that are chomping at the bit for a PlayStation Four, your prayers will be answered. On March twentieth. Anything else you wanted to add to that? No, there, there
2: was something I wanted to say, but I sure I forgot. So well, the, let it go.
0: well the last bit of gaming news to wrap things up involves a brand new trailer for Mortal Kombat X, which was released today. That will be on RageWorks later on this evening, which um, announced the return of two fan favorite characters, that being Johnny Cage and his ex-wife Sonya Blade. Who, by the way, their daughter Cassie Cage. Is playable in Mortal Kombat X. So you have the entire Cage family at your disposal. The family that slays together, plays together. Simple as that. Of course... Hopefully they
2: die together. Huh? Hopefully in Mortal Kombat X, they will die together.
0: Not a Johnny Cage fan, huh? <sighs> I gotta admit... In the
2: first one, yeah, they, he, he just got tired.
0: I gotta admit, I though... Dude, the fatality that they showed for him, he is sticking his hands through someone's back, ripping them in half, and through the hole that's being ripped out, it ha- he puts his face near it and goes, here's Johnny. That is entertainment. Yep, and, and if there's one thing that Mortal Kombat is good for, my friend, it is entertainment. In any case, Mortal Kombat X comes out April 14th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC. If you are a fan of Goro, the only way you'll be able to get him is via pre-order, but I'm sure they'll find a way to release him afterwards. Uh, there's rumors that we may see a Predator or Jason Voorhees in Mortal Kombat X. Don't quote me on it, but that's something I'm very interested in, just to see how that works. Only the
2: Predator would make sense. I wouldn't even bother with
0: Jason. Well, they put Freddy in the last one, so I can see why they're doing that, but I- I'll be honest, and I've said this on a on, a, on a numerous occasions, why don't they just make a game with all those killers in the game?
2: Too many licenses.
0: You know, because it's like you got Freddy, you got Jason. Like, think about it. Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, uh, Pinhead. Um, who else can we use? Xenomorph. Uh, yeah, Xenomorph. Maybe the guy from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, you know, it just uh, Ghostface, of course, from Scream. Put him in there. Do like a, a decent, you know fighting um fighting control scheme maybe throw some interesting fatalities in there maybe add some bonus content maybe throw in uh like rick from splatterhouse if you want to throw in like bonus characters and have a little fun with that because not for nothing i would actually play a a fighting game with those characters maybe like you said throw the the xenomorph in there or the predator or you know maybe the critters the what you
2: gotta throw in one of the killer clowns from outer
0: space. Yeah, the killer clowns from outer space. That's a good one. Uh, maybe the critters. You know that form. They, they, they all form like one giant critter, like they did in that one movie with the big critter ball. Like that would be a cool fatality. They all just form a critter ball and roll over the opponent. And like, there's a skeleton left. Maybe you could pick. You could play as one of the bounty hunters. The guy whose face changes, making play like Shang Tsung, transforming into all the other characters, like stuff like that. You know, because it's like if you're using Freddy in one. Jason may be in the other or the Predator. You might as well just go all in at this point, you know. There's also a rumor that right. you know that it might that Spawn may make an appearance. Don't quote me on that. I mean, you know, there's there's been rumors and speculation and a couple of, of media outlets have reported that, but again, unless it comes from straight from the devs, I'm taking a wait and see approach. Yeah, I mean, Spawn hasn't been seen in a game since freaking Soul Caliber Three, I think. Right. But you know, but I think I think that those guys creating a game with, with the killers, I think I think it would it would sell, man. I think just because if you use that same engine, you know, you throw those characters in there, maybe you throw in one or two Mortal Kombat guys, you know, obviously for shits and giggles. I think it would work, man. I think people would play that shit. Of course it would. And you could have variants just like you did with, you know, all the different sub zeros and all the different ninjas. Like you could have regular Jason, Jason X. Potato sack head Jason, you know you can have regular Freddy Krueger, new movie Freddy Krueger. You can have Freddy Krueger that looks like the like in that one game, in that one movie where he turned into a video game character, or the one that turned into a superhero. You can have regular old school Michael Myers, modern Michael Myers. Hey, I
2: forgot Leatherface.
0: Leatherface would be awesome too. Totally forgot Leatherface. Shame on me because I've watched enough. Enough uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, and same thing. You could do old school Leatherface or uh, new new school Leatherface. You could use uh, the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers would be a good one, and like the final boss would be like the monster from Relic. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> or 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 Leviathan from Hellraiser Two, dude. Imagine that. Imagine playing as Pinhead, and the fatality is that the puzzle box opens up, and all the hooks come out and pull the pull your opponent in, in, into a million pieces tell me well, that shit wouldn't sell
2: say it all the time we come up with a bunch of ideas that pe- people just don't bother to steal from us
0: hey i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i get the dev team for for mortal kombat x on the show and i'm gonna tell them like listen you guys should do this shit and i want credit <laughs> <laughs> there you have it um other than that that is uh all the gaming news for the week is there anything else you wanted to add
2: yeah, um, for the dying light fans, if you haven't seen the post that we put up on on our RageWorks earlier today, uh, first of all, shame on you. Yep. Second of all, um, they, the the techland, the, the developers of um, dying light techland, they they basically are saying thank you for making the game a hit, and they're gonna continue to add you know content cast uh, next month. Well, I said next month, I'm guessing, but probably next month. Bozak Horde DLC, which would be the last thing included in the season pass, and they're saying that they're going to be continuing to you know, tweak the the gameplay and the graphics and add new content, and supposedly it's all going to be free. One thing they did hint at with the video they released, well, at this point it's yesterday, was um, they showed some of the gameplay from the Bozak Horde DLC, and they showed that at some point they're going to be introducing... Working vehicles because Dying lights full of cars, but they're all busted. Right. So they they showed um, they showed players riding uh, around in like a doom buggy type vehicle, which can only create shenanigans.
0: I'm sure. And there with you...
2: the new weapons that that have come out with the you know the um, between the ultimate survival DLC that came out on Tuesday and the system update, which Implemented hard mode. I mean, there I think there are at least twenty new weapons that you know between the free update and the paid update that you would get, and it's just yeah, they really are going out of their way to make the game not just more fun to play, but to make it replayable and to right. keep people playing it.
0: And and that's all that matters. Again, those are devs doing right by their consumers, and definitely props to Techland for that. As always, make sure to check out that post from our very own Slick on Rageworks.net. Anything else? Yeah, I'm good, man. All right. As always, you can follow Slick on Twitter at RW underscore Slick. And as always, you can find him on our Facebook fan page as well and interact with him there or leave a comment in one of his posts. I'm sure he will be happy to hear from you. Slick, thank you for the assist. As always, much appreciated.
2: No problem,
0: man. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. All right, so that is uh, going to wrap up the gaming segment for this week. We are going to switch gears now and jump into the entertainment news of the week because there are definitely quite a few things I want to talk about, so let's get that ball rolling. All right, so I want to open things up with a very, very unexpected announcement for a movie that I knew was going to get a sequel, but had really just fallen under the radar for quite some time, and that is Tron, which essentially at this point would be Tron Legacy. Uh, Tron Legacy 3 was announced as starting to film this fall. Of course, um, it's been five years since the first, well, correction, let me rephrase that. Tron was the first film. Tron Legacy was the second, and it's been five years since Tron Legacy hit theaters. And it was announced, as I said, that Tron Legacy, uh, Part Two, which essentially is Tron Three, is going to start shooting this fall. Tron Legacy earned four hundred million dollars off of a one hundred and seventy million dollar budget. It had an amazing soundtrack from Daft Punk and was surprisingly enjoyable for a film that, you know, for a sequel of a film that was pretty much as old as I am. I remember watching Tron on Channel 5 uh, when I was a kid. And, of course, I ended up watching it and owning it on subsequent medium. Of course, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. I picked up the original Tron and Tron Legacy, which is a, an awesome reference disc. If you have a great home theater, I recommend you pick it up. Uh, very, very psyched for that. I'm definitely hyped to see what they do, where they take the story, Um, Garrett Hedlund uh, has been confirmed to be returning to the cast. We don't know if Olivia Wilde's character, or Olivia Wilde for that matter, are returning, but Garrett Hedlund will reprise his role as Sam Flynn, of course son of the original character Kevin Flynn, played by the always awesome Jeff Bridges. So, very hyped for that, looking forward to it. We don't have a release date, all I know is that it will start shooting this fall, but once we get some additional information, we'll definitely make sure to talk about it on air on some small screen news Gotham of course continues to impress every week um, the latest announcement with regards to the show is the introduction of a, of a Gotham City and Batman Mythos Mainstay that being Lucius Fox who will be joining this series he is gonna be um, bet you know he's gonna be played by uh, Chris chalk who many of you may know for as Gary Cooper from newsroom um, Tom Walker from the first season of homeland. Or Jody Adair from Justified. He's going to be playing Lucius Fox and will be appearing in the penultimate episode of the first season. Uh, Chalk does have an option to return in season two. Um, you know, I think um, with regards to Gotham and the inclusion of Lu- Lucius Fox, obviously there's there's issues that can be that can be made with regards to the canon and the way that the mythology is being approached. But we are also telling the stories more about Commissioner Gordon than a young Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne is, what, 13 years old in this show? So, again, there's a lot of things that they're taking liberties with, but it is an enjoyable show, I have to admit. Um, You know, the police procedural with superhero undertones is something that is not often done. I mean, Gotham definitely set the standard for that, and now Powers, which debuted on the PlayStation Network, um, of course, based on a comic as well, is following suit. And I actually watched the first episode of Powers and was thoroughly impressed, not only with the original programming that Sony is putting out, but just with the cast and and the great acting talent that's there. Um, Charlton Copley, um, Eddie Izzard, which is tremendous in, the, in that show. Uh, again, if you have PlayStation Plus, definitely check out Powers. If you don't have it, you can watch the first episode for free. Of course, that is The Dangling Carrot to get others to uh, non-PlayStation Plus people to actually pick up the service, which, with all the free games and deep discounts, pays for itself within three months. So, if you've been on the fence but want to check out Powers, it is available on PlayStation Plus. First episode is available for free. On the Marvel side of things, it looks like we will be seeing Grumpy Cat, a.k.a. Jeremy Renner, a.k.a. Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, not just in Avengers Age of Ultron, but we will be seeing him in Captain America as well. Captain America Civil War, for that matter, uh, which hits theaters May 6, 2016. Hawkeye will have a prominent role in that film, of course, in Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, The Black Widow had a prominent role in that film, so definitely a good way to carry over certain characters and give them additional screen time. Again, Captain America Civil War hits theaters May 6th, 2016, but if you are a Hawkeye fan, you can see him in Avengers Age of Ultron, which hits theaters May 1st. With some box office totals under the, under our belt, it's been a rather quiet week at the box office. Chappie came in at number one, earning $13.3 million to mixed reviews. I want to try and get to the to the theater and check it out because, I, again, even though it's mixed reviews, that looks like a film that you have to watch on your own to really appreciate or to, to form an opinion about. I mean, the same thing happened with me with District 9. I didn't go to the theaters to check it out and... I ended up really, really enjoying that film. So if I do get out to see Chappie, of course, I will try and get a a review for it on Rageworks. Number two was Focus, earning an additional $10 million, bringing its total to $34.6 million. Uh, the uh, The second best exotic Marigold Hotel came in at number three. The Kingsman dropped to number four, bringing its grand total to $98 million. The SpongeBob movie was number five. Fifty Shades of Grey was number six. McFarlane USA was number seven. The Lazarus Effect came in at eight. Uh, The Duff was number nine. And Unfinished Business came in with a terrible start, earning $4.8 million million for the number 10 slot. On the Blu-ray side of things, the top-selling Blu-rays for the week of uh, March 8th included, of course, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, Big Hero 6, Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast, Horrible Bosses 2, Outlander Season 1, Volume 1, <laughs> Game of Thrones, the complete fourth season, everybody trying to get their uh, Game of Thrones fix before the next season hits uh, HBO, HBO Go, and HBO Now, um, 101 Dalmatians, Foxcatcher, The Interview, and Birdman, uh, Big Hero 6, I was I added to that total by purchasing it as did our very own Slick. Uh The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 we actually skipped seeing it in the theater due to mixed reviews but my wife is a big Mockingjay uh Hunger Games fan and you know she enjoyed the books so I'm going to try and see it eventually sooner rather than later I did see Dracula which I'm actually going to record a minority film report for that uh maybe this weekend and release that as well as our minority film report from Black Sea, which I thought was posted, but for some reason was stuck in draft mode in our Libsyn archive. So we'll definitely try and get those two out for you guys to check out. Those of you that have the MTR mobile app did get to enjoy the Black Sea content, but for some reason it did not get released to the general public. So we are going to work on that over the weekend. San Diego Comic-Con attendees looking forward to seeing some Marvel movie news at the event this year are in for some bad news as james gunn mentioned that marvel studios will not be at san diego comic-con in july instead marvel will have a large presence at disney's d23 expo in august joining lucasfilm which is sure to have a large presence there as well doesn't make any sense for them to do san diego comic-con and then um short themselves for the big d23 expo so With that said, if you are going there in the hopes of getting a big scoop with regards to some Marvel news, I'm sure there'll be some sort of a presence there, but it will not be a presence as seen in previous years. Again, the D23 Expo should be the expo that is on your radar. In some small screen news, the Walking Dead Companion series has received a two-season order. Mind you, the first season hasn't even been finalized jet but it did get a two-season order on amc and considering the record-breaking numbers that the current walking dead has it should not come as a shock to anyone this new companion series will take place in the existing walking dead universe but will be set in los angeles and will have new characters and new storylines thus far cliff curtis kim dickens frank delane and alicia Debnam-Carey star in the series um again I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that pans out. The first season will consist of six one hour episodes with the second season airing in 2016. I don't have a release date for that yet, but once I do, definitely, you know, you will get that from us ASAP, especially because most of us are Walking Dead fans here. So I'm sure that many of you are chomping at the bit for more Walking Dead content now. This next bit of news has ruffled quite a bit of feathers. For those of us that are fans of this particular franchise, it is um, particularly interesting to see how it unfolds. And that is the Ghostbusters franchise, which as many of us know, and as we reported on a previous episode, we are getting a female led Ghostbusters film, but deadline is reporting that Joe and Anthony Russo, who did Captain America and the Winter Soldier are in talks to direct a separate film with Channing Tatum producing and likely starring in the film. This new film will be based on an idea that Channing Tatum is developing with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Ivan Reitman actually said that he, that they are looking to expand the Ghostbusters universe in ways that will include different films, TV shows, merchandise, and all things that are part of modern film entertainment. He said that it will be the scary supernatural premise mixed in with comedy as usual, meaning from what I gather and from what many people are saying is that Ghostbusters is going to expand beyond just catching ghosts. Again, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. It's very easy to dismiss this and say that it's going to suck right away, but Channing Tatum is not a terrible actor and I really was surprised at how interesting and amusing 21 and 22 Jump Street were. So I am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Not only that, but Joe and Anthony Russo after the amazing work they did on captain America and the winter soldier can essentially do no wrong in Hollywood. So we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on this story with much interest. Of course, the female led ghostbusters film will be the first one on the radar. And I'm sure that the Russo backed, uh, Channing Tatum project will follow shortly thereafter. In addition to, uh, the Channing Tatum rumor, there's also a rumor that Chris Pratt may be involved as well. Of course, Chris Pratt is highly sought after after his, Great work with Guardians of the Galaxy and his portrayal as Star Lord and his work in parks and recreation. So it should not come as a shock, considering that he's got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 under his belt and the new Jurassic Park. And there's rumors that he is being groomed to be the next Indiana Jones as well. So C Tates, um, Chris Pratt, we'll see how it goes. I think that it would be interesting and funny. But again, it's all about the story, it's all about the execution, and that's what really matters. But again, many of our of our listeners and readers definitely expressed some serious displeasure with the announcement of this film. Me personally, I'm gonna take a wait and see approach. the other the other story making waves this week is Tim Burton being involved with Disney once again to bring a live-action Dumbo film to to the big screen this is going to use a combination of live action and CGI of course for those of you unfamiliar uh, Dumbo is a story of an ele- of a baby elephant with extremely large ears that can fly now considering that Disney's been doing so well with live action films thus far seeing Dumbo in a live action form is very very interesting i mean we've they've already done Cinderella and you know there are you know they did Maleficent which was surprisingly good Um, They are working on Beauty and the Beast. So again, we're, we're seeing Disney just evolve their medium past just doing cartoons and family films and giving us some interesting live action interpretations of those same films. Again, some people consider it double dipping, but I'm sure that Disney's bankroll begs to differ, especially with the success of Maleficent. So we'll see how it pans out. Me personally... If I could list out every Disney movie I enjoyed, Dumbo definitely was not on my list personally, but I know a lot of people that were truly fans of the film. It had beautiful animation, that's for sure. Just never, it was never my thing. I was never into Bambi either. Whatever, take that for what it's worth. Um, I didn't like Disney's Hercules either. That was not a film that I enjoyed. So, again, like, like if I had to give a, a quick list of my favorite Disney films... Uh, Lion King top of the list Uh, Toy Story um, Finding Nemo Aladdin definitely Aladdin and um, uh, hmm. I'd probably have to say Snow White or um, yeah probably Snow White would go in that list and if you wanted to go modern I would say Wreck-It Ralph and of course Big Hero 6 are on that list but if you wanted to go more older those would be some of my favorite films the other bit of small screen news I wanted to share is for those of you that watch Sleepy Hollow on Fox, of course, the second season just wrapped up and it appears that the third season, while it may happen, is in jeopardy because Mark Goffman, who was the showrunner for the series, is gone. Uh, they're currently looking for a replacement. Of course, Goffman was the first the, the showrunner for the first two seasons, which had Great chemistry and great storytelling in the first season. The second season definitely felt a bit more disjointed. Plus, uh, focusing the story on Katrina, who is a character that many viewers did not like, uh, did not do the show any favors. As of right now, as I said, there is no replacement, but there is one in the works. As for the future of Sleepy Hollow, all signs point to a third season, but we don't know if it's going to be a shortened season and if it's going to be... Uh, or if it's just going to be the end of the series as a whole. Me personally, I enjoyed the series. I found, I found it to be interesting and have some really, really great moments. Plus, the chemistry between uh, Detective Abby Mills and Ichabod Crane was very, very good, especially as the series progressed. But the stories definitely started taking a turn towards the more academic and formulaic. Which is unfortunate because, like I said, it was definitely a show that got my attention. Um, a lot of people compare it to Supernatural, but Supernatural is in its own lane. I could never compare a show to that. I'm not a Supernatural viewer. I've been trying to watch the seasons on Netflix. My wife, definitely a huge Supernatural fan. And I can see why so many people like the show because there's a lot of really cool pop culture references in there. Um, it'll be a shame if Sleepy Hollow doesn't get a third season just because, like I said... The, the great chemistry uh, between the two leads was one of the high points of that show. The other bit of news, keep take this as a rumor right now with a very, very huge grain of salt. And that is on the DC side of things. Elma Jimbe from Latino uh, review is reporting that Chris Pine is being considered to take the role of how Jordan slash green lantern for the justice league film in the DC cinematic universe. Of course, the Green Lantern film with Ryan Reynolds was hated by many for a multitude of reasons. I didn't hate the film. I definitely felt that there was a lot wrong with it, but not enough for me to loathe the film entirely. There's definitely worse movies out there, but I will say that Ryan Reynolds definitely was not happy with the way the film turned out, and considering that he's pretty much said numerous times that he didn't want to reprise the role, it's, it's a no-brainer at this point that they want to recast and Honestly, if you can't get Ryan Reynolds, Chris Pine is just as good. And I actually think that Chris Pine has the the acting chops to pull off a good Hal Jordan. Again, we'll see what happens because that is a very, very big rumor. But if it does pan out, Latino Review can definitely pat themselves on the back. As I mentioned when the show started, there is an update with regards to some Suicide Squad casting If you remember a couple of weeks back, I said that there was a rumor that Joe Manganiello was being considered for the role of Deathstroke in Suicide Squad. Of course, Manu Benet, or Manu Bennett, depending on how you pronounce his name, it plays Deathstroke currently on the Arrow TV series, but all signs are pointing towards Joe Manganiello doing the big screen interpretation. Of course, as of right now, his... the, the, his role this role is his to lose only because the other actor being considered is Jason Clark so it comes down to either guy. Manganello's name has been tossed around for numerous iconic DC roles including Batman and Superman so at this point it's a matter of whether he wants to take that role or not. I think he definitely has the presence on screen to bring deathstroke to life. Uh, we'll see what what happens of course if it is finalized. By the time next week's show airs, we will definitely let you guys know. The other bit of news, and this is what we're going to close out with, is actually two sequel updates. The first, of course, is regarding Star Wars. During Walt Disney's annual meeting of shareholders, uh, CEO and Chairman Bob Iger announced that the first Star Wars spinoff movie will be hitting theaters. It is called Rogue One, being directed by Gareth Edwards with a script by Chris Weitz, Felicity Jones will be the star in that film, and that film will begin shooting in London for a December sixteenth, twenty sixteen release date. In addition to that, we of course have Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which will be hitting theaters December eighteenth. The other sequel news on the Disney side is that Frozen Two is being green lit. Of course, that was announced as well during the annual shareholders meeting. Um, of course. Um, you know, this shouldn't come as a shock. As I said, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee did a great job creating an iconic Disney film that pretty much wove its way into pop culture, not only with its soundtrack, but with the film's overall message and and just positive delivery as a whole. And not only that, the film was uh, pretty much flawless in execution. And when you have a film that has not only earned $1.2 billion, but has won two Academy Awards A sequel is a no-brainer at this point. Um, With regards to a release date, don't have one as of yet, but I'm sure that now that the film has been announced, the news will be coming fast and furious. So there you have it, guys. Star Wars, the um, Star Wars spinoff Rogue One hits theaters December 16th, 2016, and Frozen 2 has been greenlit. All right. So with that said, that is actually going to wrap up the entertainment news for this week. Uh, Let us take it away. You've just heard My Take Radio episode 280, which aired live on Thursday, March 12, 2015. You can get archived episodes of this show along with any other past shows by subscribing via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. If you're getting the show via iTunes, please take a moment and rate the show we would really, really appreciate it. Otherwise, you can catch us every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific for MMA and wrestling and Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific for gaming and entertainment. You can also get the complete My Take Radio experience by getting the official My Take Radio app available for Android, iOS, and Windows mobile devices. For Android, of course, you can hit up Amazon's Android Marketplace, for Windows, you will hit the Windows Store, and for iOS, of course, good old iTunes. Again, if you're using iTunes to get the app, please take a moment and rate it. We would really, really appreciate it. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of My Take Radio, have any questions, concerns with regards to uh, scheduling, advertising, or any of the above, drop me a line, mtrhost at mytakeradio.com or rich at rageworks.net. As always, episodes of My Take Radio are published on RageWorks.net within 24 hours of airing. So, again, that's another way for you guys to consume the show. If you want to watch video, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash My Take Radio TV, or youtube.com forward slash Official RageWorks. Uh, My Take Radio TV, that channel will get only episodes of My Take Radio, RageWorks. Um, official Rageworks will get not only episodes of My Take Radio, but all our other video content as well, including other shows, reviews, unboxings, video game streams you name it. That is where you'll be able to find that stuff. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and continuing to support us. As I mentioned at the start of the show, we will be revisiting Patreon. So if you are interested in having a hand in MTR's growth and success, Be on the lookout for that. We invite you to support us and be a patron, and we will definitely reward you for your efforts, not only by giving you more shows and more content, but by giving you some cool perks as well. On behalf of myself and the rest of the MTR and RageWorks team, I will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. I am out of here. Peace.